The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and the Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 12th. In today's news, a freshman congresswoman apologizes. Four staffers flee Justin Fairfax's office as he refuses to resign. And a former White House aide sues President Trump. But first, the big idea. Key lawmakers reached a tentative compromise agreement late last night to avoid another government shutdown at the end of the week. But hurdles remain, and President Trump's ultimate backing is in doubt after quick opposition emerged among conservatives. The deal includes $1.4 billion for 55 miles of fences along the southern border, compared with $5.7 billion that Trump had sought for more than 200 miles of wall. The deal omits a strict new cap that Democrats had sought on immigrants detained within the United States, as opposed to at the border. At the same time, it limits the overall levels of detention beds maintained by ICE, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. But GOP aides say that ICE will still have enough money to maintain and add to its current detention levels. Nancy Pelosi has signed off on the deal, which would keep the government open through the end of September. White House officials said they're still reviewing it, and Senator Richard Shelby, the Republican from Alabama who leads the Appropriations Committee, said he was hopeful that Trump will ultimately be supported. The wrinkle is that Fox News host Sean Hannity, a Trump confidant, immediately called the shutdown deal a garbage compromise and called on the president to reject it. And Mark Meadows, a North Carolina Republican congressman who's the leader of the conservative House Freedom Caucus and talks with Trump pretty regularly, said that it fails to address serious threats at the border. At a rally in El Paso last night, Trump told a crowd that he was briefed on the conference committee's progress just as he was coming on stage. But he added, just so you know, we're building the wall anyway. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, the Democrat from Minnesota, apologized after a number of her Democratic colleagues, including Nancy Pelosi, rebuked her over a tweet widely criticized as anti-Semitic. The Minnesota Congresswoman's tweet said, It's all about the Benjamins, baby, a reference to $100 bills, and speaking about the influence of APAC, a pro-Israel lobby. Republicans and fellow Democrats, especially Jewish members, immediately denounced the tweet. Within hours, Pelosi and the Democratic leadership issued a joint statement calling Omar's, quote, use of anti-Semitic tropes and prejudicial accusations about Israel's supporters deeply offensive. They insisted on an apology. Omar complied a few hours later. She unequivocally apologized in her words and said her intention was never to, quote, offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. The firestorm exposed deep divisions within the Democratic Party over the unquestioned U.S. support of Israel pitting long-standing Democratic backers of the Jewish state against the party's newest lawmakers and several 2020 presidential candidates who have spoken out in favor of more Palestinian rights. Number two. Four members of Virginia Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax's staff quit after the Democrat refused to resign following two sexual assault allegations against him. Now Fairfax is left with a skeleton crew as he fights for his survival. But he scored a big win yesterday when Democrats 
decided not to pursue articles of impeachment against him right away. A Democratic legislator from Arlington tried to introduce articles of impeachment, but he was shut down by his colleagues during an emotional conference call late Sunday night. Lawmakers intensely debated the viability of such a plan, given that the alleged offenses didn't take place during his tenure as lieutenant governor. The law firm, where Fairfax has been a partner since September, Morrison and Forster, has hired an outside firm to conduct its own investigation into the allegations, and Fairfax has taken a paid leave of absence while that's pending. Meanwhile, the scandal affecting Governor Ralph Northam over his use of blackface has begun to take a toll on the functioning and operations of state government. Members of the Legislative Black Caucus said the first test of Northam's claim that he's now more committed than ever to racial justice is the state budget. It's the biggest legislation they'll vote on this year, and it happens to be before them right now. Northam initially proposed increasing the amount of the earned income tax credit that would go to low-income working families, but a compromise deal dropped that. In fact, the budget deal that Northam negotiated with GOP legislative leaders is stingier in many categories that affect minority communities, with cuts in school funding for at-risk kids and bigger cuts in school districts with large numbers of minority students than in majority white districts. Angry about that, all 16 members of the Black Caucus voted against a big tax bill yesterday. That deprived it of the 80 votes it needed to go into effect. Without that support, the measure won't become law until January and it will delay tax refunds for millions of Virginians. Faced with the rebellion of the Black Caucus, the House went into recess multiple times, Members eventually swung around and supported a House version of the bill, but only after securing verbal commitments that they'll get more money for programs that minority populations benefit from with amendments that will be voted on in the coming days. Number three, former White House aide Cliff Sims is suing Trump after the president's lawyers claimed Sims's new book violated a non-disclosure agreement he signed when he was working for the Trump campaign. Sims's lawyer says Trump is trying to use the NDA from the campaign to punish Sims for discussing his time in the White House. The lawsuit accuses Trump of having his campaign serve as an illegitimate cutout that steps into the shoes of the government in an attempt to silence Sims, thereby violating his First Amendment rights. The lawsuit alleges that the U.S. government, quote, for the first time ever, through the use of private surrogates, is seeking to unconstitutionally censor and punish a former federal employee for disclosing unclassified information outlining what he saw and observed during his time in the White House. Sims did sign an NDA during his work for the Trump campaign, but he doesn't know whether he signed an additional White House agreement regarding confidential information. Sims is operating under the assumption that he did sign such a document, but that legally he can't be restricted from speaking about his time in government. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, February 12th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.